Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome. This is Jason Miles and this is the Real Estate 360 podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time to spend with us here today. I know you could be doing anything or listening to anyone that you want, but you chose to listen to me. Thank you because I like to run my mouth, right? So today we've got a very, very special guest. His name is Mark Gonzo, affectionately known as Gonzo. He is my mentor, has been my mentor now for many, many years. I've had to chase him down through the years to make that be a reality. And we're going to talk about real estate today and how you can take advantage of it and how you can prepare yourself with for what is to come moving forward. So get a pen, get some paper, take notes, whatever it is you need to do, and we'll be right back. Turn up, turn up, turn up. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm not going to waste a bunch of time. I want you guys to meet my guy, my mentor, Mr. Mark Gonzalez. What's going on, man? What's, what's up, <laughs> Mr. Miles? <laughs> How are you doing today? I am doing near perfect. Thanks for asking. Hey, it's it's uh, it's a phenomenal time. I mean, we it's a new year, guys. Uh, you know, as you know, I've taken a couple weeks off. Uh, had to, you know, wanted to spend a little time with family and we're back. This is, you know, the first episode, the first actual episode of the year. We've had, you know, a couple that were in the box, but this is the first recorded one of the year right here. Wow, I feel so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And there's so much to talk about, Mark. I mean, you know, there, depending on where you're sitting on the investment spectrum, you know, there is a lot to be... Uh, afraid of, and there is a lot to look forward to. Wouldn't you agree? I would. It's an exciting time to be an investor in a number of different markets. Real estate, obviously, one close to your heart and, and my heart. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Uh, things have changed um, over the last couple of years, but uh, you need different strategies and different techniques, right? That's right. And I, I think that you know, as we are moving forward into this, you know, economic cycle, climate, whatever, um, you know, one wants to classify it as, we are always faced with what I, I like to call this chicken little syndrome, right? You know, you, you watch the news and everybody is, you know, the fear monger, you know, oh my God, this is going to happen. Oh my God, watch, oh my God, everybody's going to go broke. The reality of it is, historically speaking, that is, you know, there are always corrections in the market. Now, however, currently they're a little more infrequent than they were historically. Historically, you know, we'll see, you know, corrections every seven to eight years. Now we're seeing them 12, 13, 14 year, you know, spans. And one of the things that I know that's different from this market cycle and the last market cycle that is prior to the crash is that the banks are a lot more solvent today than they were back then. They're not as heavily leveraged. They have, you know, liquid assets today, which is going to hedge any correction uh, in the real estate market or the banking markets uh, that may present themselves. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it all depends on, um, it all depends on who you follow, right? I mean, mm. I'm a, I'm kind of a history nerd, as you know, and, and I always look at cycles. And I do believe that um, history uh, 
sometimes repeats and always it you know it rhymes and sometimes repeats and we've seen a lot of different cycles in the real estate market um, I mean right now there you, you could make an argument that banks are more solvent um, real estate has had an incredible run-up from an appreciation value standpoint um, it's it's the, the, the cost of borrowing um, the uh, the availability of capital mm. um, thanks to the Fed and just um, mindless printing of, <laughs> of currency I'm not gonna call it money I'm gonna call it currency yeah so we have a lot of paper out there um, what you do with it that's kind of what uh, probably you're uh, you're you're helping uh, your your students and business owners do right correct I mean you we all have to take advantage of what's in the market because that's what the market is right now right we can't simply ignore what's going on because we don't like policy right we as investors we have to roll with the punches and you know I look at various areas uh, of the country as it relates to real estate the southeast is one Atlanta uh, probably being the hub of that Nashville as well by the way and then you know we've got significant growth in Arizona in fact Arizona has a ridiculous shortage of homes I mean nationally I think it's something like four 4.2 million or something ridiculous like that right. um, but when you look at places like Arizona who and not not just Phoenix but you know the surrounding areas as well you know Phoenix Tempe Tucson where people are moving you know they for the past 20 25 uh, maybe even 30 years they really haven't been building to prepare for you know what they're dealing with right now and as a result you know just in the past 12 months we've seen you know 32 33 percent appreciation out there I mean it's it's absurd I mean even here where I'm at we had 26 percent appreciation year over year those are astronomical numbers and they they're not necessarily spilling over into the rest of the region these are just pockets of areas big pockets of course but they're just pockets of areas and from what we saw in the last cycle you know some of those markets that are doing ridiculously well today were some of the markets most of the markets that did horrible in 2008 well I don't know if you remember but I mean we've known each other now uh, yeah 17 years 17 years I was gonna say two decades right <laughs> and, and and you know one of the things that I started doing early on in my investment career was looking at patterns looking at migration patterns mm. and I don't know if you remember miles but I used to have this slide in my in my deck on on where people move to and I still have it lines. remember that migration I still have patterns. it yeah. yep. right and so you know now we're seeing migration uh, you know you've got those you know the magical you know 80 million 82 million baby boomers you know post World War two um, that were uh, baby boomers kids that now are you know part of generation X Y whatever whatever alphabet you choose and what you're seeing is you're you're, you're seeing a lot of people that are leaving these uh, states we're not going to get in the red blue you know what colors they are but they're 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 looking for a tax advantage they're looking for weather um, they're looking for health care uh, they're looking for um, 
you know, sometimes whether it's going to be beach or mountains with Tennessee or, you know, Georgia where you live, uh, South the Carolinas, um, Florida has always been attractive, uh, Texas, you know, the Southwest, it's uh, the migration pattern is pretty critical and then the inventory. And so, you know, what, what happens when you have huge migration from, uh, you know, a lot of people that we're looking for retirement homes that are now looking for their forever homes and they're they're trading down some people are trading i don't know if people are trading up but there's definitely a trade down phenomena um mm -hmm. and then there's you know i think one of the things the pandemic uh taught real estate investors is that if you can work remotely like why do you have to live in this particular town you could live you know where you want a vacation you could live in europe maybe you mm. could you could rent you can do it. there's just there's a lot going on in the market and that's why you need education that's why you need a mentor that's why you need a system um you need uh, you need somebody to help guide you through that process who's been I, through a few cycles i couldn't agree with you more uh you know having having really lived through you know in my life i mean financially speaking, living through three of them where I'm aware and, and cognizant of what's going on and, and figuring it out. Of course, I've lived through more, but I haven't experienced them with the knowledge or with some working knowledge of finances other than the last three. And moving into this one, it for me, Mark, it's about positioning for what is to come. We know what those, what it looks like when that occurs, right? Whether it's you know, significant as in 08 or not as significant as in, you know, let's say the 91, you know, correction where real estate was truly, really affected at that point, coming right out of the SNL crisis at that. Sure. Uh, but people knew investors that were around, seasoned investors knew exactly what cards to play in that moment. And I feel as though well, I know it's not even a feeling. I know exactly, you know, where we would place our chips when the game starts to turn, right? I know that we go more into a buying and a holding pattern and, and waiting for certain things to come. It turns from an equity play to a cash flow play, basically. And, right. and, and eventually over time, the cash flow play that we we're playing when there's that down cycle turns into equity and cash flow and then it's at that point we decide hey when is when is it time for us to cash out or even do we want to cash out but it's being aware of those nuances in in any given cycle in any given market that will propel you and and put you in another stratosphere as an investor but it's about being prepared and as you said before part of that preparation is having a mentor having a coach people that have lived through these things and have benefited from them, from them, even lost from them, but they're aware of what's going on. And they know how to, you know, balance that thing out. Because that, if you haven't lived through it, is really, it's going to throw you for a loop. You're going to be shook. You're going to be, you're not going to know what to do if you're not getting good guidance. You know, I think this thing called the internet has made a lot of people um, dangerous. Right, because they think that they're one YouTube video away or one click away from <laughs> discovering the Holy Grail. And uh, somebody shared with me an interesting uh, quote 
They said, if we assumed we've arrived, we stop searching, we stop developing. Mm. And um, it's uh, Dame Jocelyn Bell Burnell said that. Mm. And I and I, I really like that. If we assume we've arrived, we've stopped searching, we've stopped developing. Um, and, you know, I, I was watching, I think, one of your one of your recent posts on FaceTime and you were talking about um, making decisions and, and, and whatnot. And it made me it made me think about, you know, we always like to put things in percentages. And and I, I read something that said, uh, I believe that one percent of decisions matter. The rest of them are irrelevant. The difficulty is understanding which one percent of the ninety nine percent are the ones that matter. So when you really think about it, um, you know, only 1% of your decisions matter. You just got to figure out which 1% of the 99%, um, the rest of them are irrelevant, right? So, um, you know, listen, you've been around a long time. I'm, I'm a, I'm officially a dinosaur, um, because I've, I've seen a couple different cycles. Um, you know, then this next cycle, I believe, and I'm not a, I'm an optimist is going to really create a shakeout, uh, a shakeout that we really haven't seen. And it's good. A lot of people are going to want to blame it on COVID or the pandemic and really COVID or the pandemic, it just accelerating the pattern, right? Mm. I mean, we're at a point now where, you know, interest rates are effectively negative. There's zero cost basis. Uh, so borrowing money, the banks have been making some severe, you know, obscene profits. Um, mm. You have institutional investors, large hedge funds that are buying up blocks of real estate. Um, and and so now and they're buying, buying up mortgages, they're buying up assets. And, mm-hmm. and so so are you, you know, where are we going to be? Where are we going to be borrowing money from? Where are we going to be living? What what you know? And then the value of our money is, I mean, this whole you know debt service. We can't pay. We can't pay the interest. So what does that do to the dollar? The value of our money. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be scary. Yeah, it's going to be something different. Oh uh, yeah, because it's it's going to be totally different than anything we're, we're used to. I was reading an article about. Um, I believe it was Switzerland, where the, you know, of course, Switzerland is a, a socialist society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, very interesting things about that economy is that the average person over there is worth, you know, the equivalent to just over a quarter million U.S., the average person. And uh, only 18% of the population are homeowners. 82% of the population just rent. They don't believe that real estate, at least in that country, is an asset worthy of you know of having. They just don't. They just don't believe it. And who knows what that's actually for? I haven't talked to a lot of Swedes, so I'm not <laughs> sure why they believe that. But it's obvious that that is a belief system of theirs. That real estate for them, for the masses, is not, you know, a, a viable investment option at all. So they they just don't do it. And so then it's reserved for the wealthiest uh, of those folks, you know, that other 18% that are arguably worth all of the money in Sweden. And, you know, so we're, with what you just said, when we look at where we're going as a society, when we're looking at how not just real estate 
and and mortgages are being purchased but about how some of these companies are being purchased we've got massive companies that are buying up other companies that own technology that people like myself would like to invest in but now i can't invest in that particular that individual technology because you know some super investor bought it and absorbed it into um, you know their main company so now i have to go and invest in that main company hoping for a, a corporate spinoff sometime down the line that I could be first in line for, right? And the likelihood of that is, you know, I mean, could it happen? Sure, it could. But by the time it happens, we'd be in, you know, the bottom position of that particular IPO. But you're, I'm sorry. You're, 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 you're definitely on to something. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're talking about a, you're talking about a service near and dear to my heart. Your money has to make money for you. Absolutely. Your money has to make money for it. That's right. I, I call them working for your money. Your money's got to be working for you. That's exactly right. And that's what we want to do with everything. You know, I mean, as and, and people just just for complete and total transparency, you know, when I met Mark, it's a really funny story. We don't have a lot of time to get into it. But, you know, when I met Mark, I was a tag along and I was tagging along, but I was good at what I did. And, and he said, hey, how'd you learn how to do this? And that started a, a conversation between he and I, and we're here today. But as I made more money, as I built up my, I don't know, my profile, if you will, here in Atlanta and wanted to do other things, Mark didn't just make it available for me to do that. When I recognized that, hey, uh, I'm going to have to do something else because I'm not going to be able to buy enough houses to get the kind of write-offs that I needed, I immediately called Mark, you know, and say, hey, you know, what can I do? And he gives me these ideas. And we talked about all these different things that absolutely make sense. I mean, one of those things years ago we talked about were convertible notes and how those can be an investment strategy over, over a long haul. But there are certain tax advantages that you get for, you know, quote unquote, investing in that as well. I mean, in just so many different things. So when we're talking about, you know, money, you know, there's a lot of different schools of thought out there. There are people that love to look at the, the zeros in their bank account, right? That is losing you money. And I talk about that all the time on this show, Mark. We talk about, you know, inflation. We talk about these things. Right now we're at, what, close to 7%. It was 6.8% just you know, before Christmas. It all depends on whose formula you're using. That is right? true. Well, we know all we have to do is walk into the grocery store and we're paying $3.50 for a pound of chicken now. I mean, it's crazy, you know. I was in Florida <laughs> this past uh, past weekend, Miles. You didn't even know this. I had to fly down to Florida very quickly for my mom. Mm. And coming back and going to Orlando, a place that you and I have spent many, many, many uh, seminars at, mm -hmm. I was filling up with $5 a gallon at mm -hmm. the Oh, five dollars a gallon. I'm like, what? This is this is crazy. Um, but but to your point, you have to be flexible. Your money has to make money for you. That's why, you know, real estate's great. Um, and you know, the principles that I learned in real estate, I applied to other businesses. Right, diversification. That's why you know we're heavily involved in the Amazon world and in the online mm -hmm. uh, financing of Amazon businesses and how to get them to grow and expand. I mean, it's it's the same. Same fundamentals. Once you master the fundamentals, you can apply them to other, you know, across different channels. So let's talk about that for a second. You know, you, you've got this Amazon business. I'm interested in the financing aspect of that. But, 
you know, for our listeners, because we have people that are listening that do all kinds of things. You know, we've got doctors, dentists, yeah. you know, sure. we've got people that are interested in real estate, people that are interested in lending, single family, multifamily. I mean, it's across the board as it relates to listening, uh, the listeners on this particular show. So could you expound on that? You know, yeah, kind of yeah. explain what that is. So, so quickly for those people that are listening or watching, um, my background is in real estate. That's how I got started. A former military officer uh, got in, involved in the liquor business and wine business, had a, had a number of different uh, startup opportunities and, you know, made my, my, my money, if you will, and lost money, I should say, in real estate. So I've made it and lost it, which is valuable if you learn from your mistakes, which mm. I... I, uh, I remind myself of daily. Um, and then from, from there, um, my partner and I, um, we, we looked at kind of where the market was going about six years ago and saw Amazon was really taking over the retail space. So we, um, we got involved in the Amazon from an education standpoint, teaching people how to be successful in Amazon. We built a very successful, still have a very successful Amazon store uh, selling on Amazon a number of different brand name um, products that you know you would know like Duracell batteries and Clorox bleach and um, and whatnot, uh, Mattel toys and different video games. But what we figured out very quickly, Miles, was just like real estate, um, you know, you can put all these products on Amazon and make, frankly, millions of dollars. Um, eventually, as a seller, you're going to need more capital. So since our background was in real estate and in the lending side, um, we decided to throw our hat in there. And this was, uh, you know, now there's a number of large billion dollar lenders. Amazon actually will lend you money at 20% interest. They oh, wow. 18% interest. Yeah, crazy. We said, you know what, let's create a better mousetrap. So we created a company called Accrumi. That's Accrumi, com. Um, and that's our sister company of um, Algo Online, uh, A-L-G-O, short for algorithm, algoonline.com, online retail. And so what Akrumi does is provide um, capital, but rather than a loan, um, what we do is we become a partner in the business and we share in a very small part of the profit. So as you grow, um, our, our money accrues. So. That's why you get a crewmate, right? So, <laughs> so if you want, um, if you want to make 2022 your best year ever, accrue in 2022, right? So oh. you want to accrue in 2022. So yeah, so it's 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 um it's an exciting uh what it, frankly it's exciting because nobody else in the space is doing it. We're really kind of a uh, a pioneer, if you will, because there's most people take a traditional loan out. And the problem, and this is something, I, I, if you're in real estate or you're in Amazon, either way, these principles apply. One of the things that will destroy your ability to grow your portfolio, whether it's in Amazon or real estate, is, um, is liquidating your cash flow. Cash flow is king, right? So, um, so the, way I like to, the way I like to position um, you know, what we do is imagine miles imagine if i said hey mr miles i'll i'll invest with you um and i'm gonna i'm going to give you a million dollars i'm not going to loan you a million dollars i'm going to give you a million dollars 
No. And you know what? Free of any payments, free of any interest. So free of interest, free of payments. And so immediately you're going to sit there and say, well, what's the catch? Mm. Uh, well, there is no catch, but it's somewhat unique is we'll share in a small percentage of the profits and you decide when it's right to pay it back. So, you know, when you need money for capital improvements, when you need money to expand or whatever, you, we want to keep our money in the deal. Mm. And then over time, our, our accrued profits will grow. But, we're, but you're always going to take the lion's share. So we'll match it dollar for dollar and um, we'll just take a small percentage of the profit. And so I, I like to I like to call I, I call it Einstein rate of return. So, you know, Einstein, Albert Einstein said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Um, if Einstein was around right now, he would say that our company, Accrue Me, is uh, is 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 giving to sellers, investors, capital that um, that has compound rates of return. So it's a it's a very uh, unique model. We're, we're, we're growing. We've been we're doing this now for a couple of years. Uh, we have uh, approximately one hundred million dollars to uh, inject into the marketplace. So so, yeah, it's um, I, I wish something like this was around when I was a when I was in the, the, the mortgage business in the real estate business. Right, right. Yeah. So I have a question for you now. Is that is that structured as equity or as a royalty or as some hybrid thereof? No, it's not. We don't take an equity position. It's that's uh, so we don't we don't own the company. You own your company. You run with your company the way it is. Um, it's 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 simply a partner in profit. So if you make no profit, we make no money. Mm. So it's somewhat unique and very attractive because at a crewmate, if you're not making it so most of most of our sellers and you can appreciate this because you understand ROI and you're divested in a, num a number of businesses miles mm -hmm. um, most mo most retail sellers are making let's say anywhere 5 10 15 20 percent a month so if you're making 20 percent a month and you're turning your inventory um, once every six weeks I mean that's a couple hundred percent gross profit a year Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty significant. So, um, so we're in real estate, you know, you might make, I don't know, you might make 10, 20, 30% a year. Um, in the retail world, especially in Amazon online, you might make 10, 10% a week, you might make 10% a month, you make 10% a month, that's 120% a year. That's right. So uh, if it, it, what usually holds people back in scaling Amazon businesses is the same thing that holds people back in real estate. Number one, you need to find quality product in real estate, quality deals. You need good deal flow, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And number two, you need proper capitalization or leverage to be able to do more because you know you've done, I mean, I've, I, I met you when you were doing single families. Now you're doing apartment buildings and right. office buildings and raising capital. Right. You need a leverage. So what we're doing is we're taking, you know, the oldest principle in the book of scaling a business leverage and bringing it to the online world. Um, no different than real estate. Right. It's the same. Right. It's the same game. And I think it's really very, very interesting. I was um, just reading a book uh, uh, 
12 months to a million. Right, are you familiar with that? I've heard of that. I haven't. That's not. It's on my. It's on my list. I've got like 15 audibles that are lined up. So <laughs> that's right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm listening as as much, every you know probably two hours uh two, you know two hours a day and uh, I'm I'm backed up. Yeah, I in that book it talks a lot about uh you know developing products and selling those products primarily on Amazon and how to you know, scale that using, you know, reviews and not having uh, to utilize, you know, SEO from, of sure. course, having your own website and trying to push traffic there. You know, you simply just go to where the sellers are and and, and make it happen. I thought, I mean, that book, you know, I, I just finished that one, you know, uh, right around Christmas. I'm doing the book a month thing, right? All right. So, um I just, you know, now, uh, now I'm reading another one. You'll, you'll like this one. Scaling up, I love it. <laughs> that's I right. That's 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 the January book. That's so, that's that's your middle name. That's what you're doing. You're scaling up, right? That's right. You got to level up, and you got to scale up. Absolutely, uh -huh. with everything you do, you know. Right. I mean, we know people um, mutually that are doing the same thing today they were doing 20 years ago, right? There's just, yep. they're, they're, I don't know if they're happy there, they're content, but something is stopping them from moving to whatever is next for them. Maybe there is no next for them. Who knows? But that's their life. But when I'm, when I'm reading that book in particular, and I went to this book second because, you know, you're talking about taking an idea. It, it could be it, someone else's idea, but you're talking about taking an idea and then turning that idea into a million dollars in, in a year, a year and a half, you know, whatever. And we're not talking about necessarily a profit, but we're talking about generating a million, you know, seven figures and creating value in a relatively short period of time. Because that's what that's what that is really all about, creating value. Because the only way you can get to a point where you're going to sell a company for 10, 20, 50, 100 million dollars isn't that it's currently generating $100 million. It's what the projections are for the next five and 10 years. And it's not just one product. It's a series of products. You're not building, you know, you're not selling the widget. You're selling the brand, the company that makes the widget and the things that go with the widget. You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, Amazon isn't, has done very little to create new products, but they provided a platform where you know, we have we have sellers we work with that you know go from ten thousand dollars a month to literally three four hundred thousand dollars a month in sales, and they're doing a thirty percent margin. I mean, these yeah. are and these are mo quote mom and pop businesses that all of a sudden become targets of a billion I, I say billion dollar industry that didn't exist a couple of years ago called aggregators. And so exactly what you're mm. saying is that these companies now have raised billions of dollars, billions, and they are going out and buying our customers. So they're saying, hey, listen, you generate, you know, a couple hundred thousand bucks a month. We're going to pay you a multiple mm -hmm. based upon your future sales because you're selling on Amazon or you're selling on Walmart or you're selling on Shopify or, you know, uh, you know this whole online world is i mean i consider myself very blessed because 
we were virtual and online way before COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been doing this now six years, going on six years. Um, and I, I want to, you'll, you'll appreciate this. You started talking about success. And I, I got an interesting quote the other day. It said, 90% of success can be boiled down to consistent, consistently doing the obvious thing for an uncommonly long period of time without convincing yourself that you're smarter than you are. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about that because a lot of people, they think, oh yeah, 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 that real estate stuff, I got it. I got it, Miles, I'm good to go. It's like, well, you, like you just hit on it. You're doing the same thing. If you're still trying to find deals the way you were 10 years ago, I, I <laughs> probably guess that you're not finding a lot of deals. You know, you need to change with the times, right? That's right. Even like, you know, it's like, I remember when when this uh, when this World Wide Web thing came out. I'm officially an old guy, and I remember a couple of people sitting there going, "Do you think this internet thing is here to stay?" And I'm like, uh, uh, "Well, you know what? I'm not going to wait to find out. I'm going to jump on. I'm going to jump on the train and, and and you know get it. You know." Yeah, it's, I remember when you were buying domain names by the dozens. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> people going, well, yeah. But come on, We're like, well, how are we going to use it? I said, I don't know. But now there's a whole business that sells domain names, right? Yep. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty incredible how things change, right? Um, it really is. I'm, I mean, it's it's just it's just growth. And and again, what you're talking about is something that we talked about earlier, as it relates to, you know, businesses uh, buying up other businesses, finance companies, investment firms, I should say, buying up real estate. And, and cornering the market on those profits, they're buying their customer base. They're literally buying their customer base. And, you know, where where we go uh, in this country as a, as, a, as a society, excuse me, is gonna be really interesting over the course of the next decade because of the things that we started to do in the 80s as it relates to M&A, mergers and acquisitions, because yeah. it's completely different today than it was before, you know. I mean, they were doing it for the same reasons, but today it's it's a commonality actually uh, in these companies. Whereas before it was a specialized field, very very specialized field. Now it's a commonality, a commonality, and we've got you know some of the some people today that have have molded themselves after some of the greatest corporate takeover people ever, you know, and they of course, have modified it. doesn't look like a corporate takeover. Today, it's, you know, we're going to buy your business and put a Starbucks in the, in, the, in, the, in the lobby, and you can do it for free, and you still have a job. But nonetheless, you have fewer and fewer owners of the intellectual property that truly does make the world go round. Yeah, you're right. You know, but it's never going to stop anyway. And I tell the story about... Uh, Sprint. Sprint is today a technology company. It's always been a technology company technically, right? Because there was a time when railroad, railroads were the technology companies in, this, in the right. world, you know? And, and Sprint was a railroad company, Southern Pacific Railroad International. Sprint, the cell phone company, right. it, the telecom company today is simply just an acronym of you know what they were before you know and i tell people that and i'm like oh, just go google it don't believe me just go google it because it's real yeah. <laughs> you know so uh you have to change with the times right and and we look at a situation like that and people will say well they didn't some people will say well they didn't change well technology changed i mean technology 
is, I mean, railroads are no longer considered, you know, high tech anymore, okay? So they're just a means of transporting goods from one part of the country to the other. And if we want to take a really long time to get there, we go get on one, right? Or we turn into hobos, whatever the case. Sure. But, Absolutely. But, yeah. but we have to see what things are. Don't be mad at the way things are going. I have this conversation quite a bit as well. People haven't, you know, they take, they take issue with the way business is done today. And my argument to that is, hey, listen, have you done any of the business today that you're, you're complaining about? No? Okay, well, well, do it. You know, do it. Exercise your capitalist muscles, brother, and listen, go make some money. Where, where, where we want to be, where we want to be, where I want to be, where you want to be, where a lot of your listeners want to be is just outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. So you have to get good with being uncomfortable. Yeah. That, that's a couple of things. You got to be good with getting uncomfortable. And so that's what having a good coach, having a good mentor does. Uh, he or she will hold you accountable. Uh, and uh, you're, you're never too old to learn. You also have to realize where, um, you know, uh, where things are going down the road. Um, it, it, I have one of these calendars that reminds me of stuff every day. And um, today's today's reminder, interesting, I can't make this up. I'm literally reading it right off my calendar. It says, a pebble cast into a pond causes ripples that spread in all directions. Each one, our thoughts, words, and deeds is like that. Mm -hmm. So every every thought every word every deed every action causes a ripple effect and 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 that's kind of what you need to look you know you look for it's like what you know you mentioned you know a book a month that's fantastic mm -hmm. um i uh, my daughter for christmas gave me uh a tuition to a master class where i can pick you know what i want to you know what i want to learn from a master right um you know, a lot of people sit there and say, you know, why do you talk so much about getting a coach or mentor? And, and uh, you know, I feel blessed to have somebody like you, um, you know, you're saying I was your mentor. I'm learning now stuff from you, Miles. Mm. And and I remember that first time we met and, um, you know, who would have thunk, you know, here it is, you know, 17 years later, we're still not only in communication, but but sharing information. And yeah. it's uh, that's how you get that's how you get better. I mean, I decided years ago that, you know, that I wanted to live out the rest of my time on the planet as a healthier version of myself. So I went out and, and sought out, you know, a, a, a health coach and a, and a community that would support me and hold me accountable. And that that's how you lose weight. You lose weight, not by going on some fat diet, you lose weight by, you know, think about it, eating healthy, eating less, working out more. Mm -hmm. We all know that, but we need to have somebody hold us accountable. Um, and, and whether that's your kids or your family or you join a gym or, you know, one of these programs, y that's what makes the world go round, right? We need we need to help each other and not be threatened by other people's success, right? Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I tend to think that we are our own most influential influencer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and, and so one, one of the things that I tell people, 
when I have a conversation with them is that, yes, you need a coach, you need a mentor, you need people that motivate you in whatever it is you do. But understanding that you are your best motivator, you influence you, what you think about every day, the decisions you make every day will determine if you achieve those goals. You know, you've got that whole, um, people say, you know, I'm, I'm going out, I'm trying to get the bag, I'm trying to get the bag. And then for me, the bag is the big, hairy, audacious goal, right? right. I have this massive goal that I set for myself at a realistic time down the line. For me, that's $10 billion in 10 years, right? That's what right. I want my net worth to be. And, and, I, and I set that up for myself because every time I said, okay, I want to have a quarter million dollars by the end of the year. Well, you do it in six months and you're like, that wasn't big enough. It, not at all. And now you have- Also, I take it in, fa in fact, inflation and the fact that your $10 billion in 10 years isn't really going to be worth $10 billion. That's right. That's so right. You really have to do that. But you know, you're, what you're saying is where you are today is a snapshot. It's mm -hmm. not where you're going to end up, right? right. It's the journey. So where, where we are today is just a simple snapshot of our current situation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really define who we are or where we're going to end up. Um, I, just, I just saw a, uh, a video on a, a guy who was, uh, 20, he was 24. He was broke at 24, and at 32, he was worth $100 million. Mm. You know, eight years, did $100 million. And, um, you know... Uh, he had to do something different, right? He was willing to, you know, get up early, stay up late, um, you know, and, and a lot of people, and it's not, sometimes I think, Miles, we get in trouble when we start talking about bank accounts and money because we're not defined by our bank account. Right. I mean, that's just, you know, you and I both, we, you know, we have different timelines, but we've had money, we've had no money, right? We've been poor, we've had negative money. Mm. So it's, it, it's not about, it, it's about, you know, keeping the right mindset and surrounding yourself with the right people mm -hmm. and, and having the right strategy, right? That's mm -hmm. just it. I mean, being focused and not trying to be the jack of all trade, master of none, right? right. You want to you want to master a skill set and, and focus on that. You know, uh, Rockefeller, and I, I'm, I'm going to misquote this, but, you know, he said basically, no, put all your eggs into one basket. Put them all in one basket. Get very good at it, and then you can pick up another basket. Yeah, John Rockefeller also said that I would rather hire a man with enthusiasm than a man who knows everything. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. You know, right? I I'm telling you, man. I mean, these are the kind of things that these are the kind of conversations that you guys got to have, and it, ha it has to be progressive. You have to push forward the envelope. You know, we're talking about real estate. We're talking about, you know, other businesses, online businesses, lending businesses in other aspects, you know, because I don't care where you make your money. Ultimately, you're going to have to invest that money. Otherwise, it's going to be worth substantially less than it is today. You're just going to blow through it. I mean, look at every lottery winner every everywhere, right? For the most part. And again, I'm going to go back to you are your best influencer. You know, the most important influential message that one that you're ever going to receive in life is going to come from what you say to yourself. That is the most influential message you're ever going to get. So pay attention to what you feed yourself, you know, do, pay do, something, do something wonderful. People may uh, imitate it. 
know? That's right. absolutely. And right. don't be don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of what someone has to say. You know, because they always have something to say. There's always a they. You know, and they're gonna love you once you make it. But you get to choose who you want to hang out with at that point, at, at the at the in its entirety. So. Don't let anybody tell you you're not good at a thing. Mark said it uh, just a little while ago. I mean, believe in yourself. Get great at it, you know, and execute properly. If if what you've executed today, if you've put a plan together and you executed it and you didn't get the outcome, the desired outcome didn't happen, that doesn't mean that your idea was trash. It means that you have to find another way to execute. So be diligent in those areas Find different ways to do what it is you want to do. Be creative and be consistent. I don't know about you, Miles. I often think about the people that you, you used to hang around when I first met you, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you uh, if, if you chose, you could have focused on, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not living in the best apartment. In fact, you were living in your car. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't have a lot of money. Um, I, I did, I, but you had a desire, you had enthusiasm, right? Yeah. So it's like Rockefeller said, um, you had the enthusiasm and the, you had the, the ethos and the pathos, right? You had the passion to be able to follow through and go look at deals and put deals together. And, um, and that's what, you know, you started making money and you know, you made your mistakes along the way, like we yeah. all do, but, but but you followed a plan and you surrounded yourself with the right people. And, you know, so when people ask me, they tell me, well, you know, I'd like to do this, but I'd like to start this business, but I don't have the capital. Borrow it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I can't, I, I don't have the greatest credit. Somebody's got great credit. Find, find a new friend, you know, right. figure it out. That's right. Uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, you know, everybody likes to point fingers at, you know, the billionaires, right? Right. But he started Amazon with $10,000, $10,000 that he borrowed, yeah. right? And he started it in his garage. And everyone said, you're going to sell books online. That's a stupid idea. I'd like to I'd like to go interview some of those people now and say, hey, still think it's a stupid <laughs> idea? You know, I don't know. You know, the guy's buying, you know, spacecrafts and islands and, and, and whatnot, um, you know. Bill Gates, you know, I mean, all these people, they all, all individually, they all borrowed money. They all searched out investors. They all leveraged, they leveraged their talent to become better than they are. Um, Bill Gates now is one of the, one of the uh, wealthiest real estate investors in, on planet Earth. I mean, he owns right. more, I was just reading something about how much stuff he owns and how much ho the hotels and the land and it's incredible. He's the so, largest individual uh, landowner uh, right. in in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely in America, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's growing by leaps and bounds, right? Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's like, well, listen, we could we could spend, uh, you know, we, we we need to catch up, right? We need to, That's for sure. That's but, for but sure. It's all, it's all good. I hope is anybody that want would uh, you can put you po feel free to post my. Uh, you know, mark at .com And, you know, if anybody that wants more information about online businesses or, you know, just to just to talk, I, I believe um, it's in giving back that we receive. Um, and uh, I was reminded about this uh, uh, by uh, by a great guy, uh, uh, a football player. Um, mm. And 
uh, on the in the NFL, and um, he uh, I don't want to I don't want to uh, I don't want to misquote him, but he was actually on a on a call that I a part of a group that that I was on. Um, Heath Evans, mm-hmm. you remember Evans from mm-hmm. uh, played for the Patriots. He played for the Broncos. Played for the Saints. Um, what else did he play for? Played for a couple couple teams. Um, played under you know Belichick and right. you know got some incredible coaches. And he was talking about you know what it takes to be a, a leader and in, uh, in the NFL and and you know everybody looks at him and say, well you know you were you were a fullback with Tom Brady and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, listen, you you don't judge me by my you know my times going to a Super Bowl or a playoff or you know, working with these great coaches, you know, judge me by the man that I am today and what, you know, what I can give back. And um, he's uh, somebody just gave out his number and said, you know, contact me if you need me and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, here, here I was on, on, on a call with a bunch of these guys who are looking to become more physically healthier. And um, you know, he's like, listen, I work at this every single day. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's worth it, you yeah. know? So you got to you got to get yourself to do um, what you're not comfortable with. That's, That's right. Coming, coming back so, to that. I can't remember who said it, but they said it's not easy. It's simple, but simple ain't easy. Right. Right. <laughs> so. it's, right. It's it's simple to do, and it's simple not to do. Most people choose not to do it. That's right. Right. It's a choice. It's like you know, it's it's like it's like today. See, I, I you know I'm 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 wearing my my sweatsuit. But I've already had my workout. I went out, did my workout. I had my little stretch class for 50 minutes. I got, I got my thing. I'm, you know, I hit my treadmill, and now, you know, I get to, I get to, you know, start my day. And, That's right. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's what you got to do. You got to put the time in. You got to put the work in. You got, you know, it's it rise and grind, right? All the time, man. Our 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 friend Damon John, who yes. we know we know very well, you know he. You know, he didn't get to where he is. I mean, you know, I'm sure he thinks about standing out in Madison Square Garden selling hats, you mm-hmm. know, in the freezing cold. You mm-hmm. know, that's a lot of people don't realize. Well, you're so lucky. Well, you know, you put your, you, yeah. you know, got up. He worked multiple jobs. He, you know, he leveraged his, his mom's house. You know, uh, you know, they took out an equity line. They, yeah. they borrowed money. They did the, they did the, the tough things, the hard things, the uncomfortable things. So now he gets to and he, by the way, he's not comfortable. He's always uncomfortable. He's always That's stretching right. because he knows that what he wants is just outside his comfort zone. You you know that. I know mm-hmm. that. That's you just we need we need to remind ourselves of that daily. Right. You know, I remember what, I remember going up to uh the fifty first floor over there at uh, uh to his offices what was on the fiftieth yeah. and the fifty first yeah, and um, you know, uh, we we had a, a, another mutual friend, Phil, who who recently passed away, and uh, so we go in, and you know, we're Damon is there, and you know how he is. He's he's not overly exuberated. He's just like, hey, what's up? And then you he's get not, to the table. He's not an extrovert. Not no no not at all. And and <laughs> so he walks over to the table. And uh, a couple, few designers come over, and they're laying out some new fabrics and some new designs. And he's looking at them. He's looking at them. He's looking at them. And he was like, "That's the only thing I'll wear. Throw everything off. Get everything. Everything else is no good." And then he looks over at Phil, and he was like, "Why didn't you say anything? 
why did you say anything? Why do I have to say? <laughs> you know, I just I will never forget you know how he could joke around with Phil because they you know they go so far back, but then with everyone else he was just just not rigid, but just get to the point, make it happen. But I guess you got to be that way, especially when you know you have a hundred different businesses. So right, right. <laughs> so it is what it is. But look, we're gonna get out of here, guys, because Mark and I could. Keep talking and keep talking and keep talking, but I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you all so very much for watching. I'm going to make sure that um, Mark's information is going to be just below in the description here. So, you know, wherever you're listening, just go to the description if you want to reach him and find out more about uh, the Amazon business and scaling one if you already have it. He's the man. He's the guy you want to talk to. And everything else real estate and business related will be linked just below that as well. So... Thank you all. I really appreciate your time as always. This is your man, Miles, and I'll see you next week. Real Estate 360 Show. Thanks.